0: Good morning, Wisconsin. So let's pour that coffee and talk to some experts about what's going on in Milwaukee, Madison, Washington, and beyond. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. It's the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Should we talk about the government? Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday's show, Political Power Hour. As you know, if you've been listening for a long time, we talk about public safety on this Wednesday. And my pal, my co-host on Wednesdays, is Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communications expert. Good morning, Annie.
1: Good morning. Beautiful downtown Milwaukee. I don't know. It was a little on the brisk side <laughs> running in here from, you know, the parking.
0: So yesterday afternoon, not that we're going to get too far off on the weather, but it is remarkable. We have the, the biggest one-day swing ever and the highest temperature in February ever. So yesterday, my wife Kathy and I are walking hand-in-hand hand down Wisconsin Avenue on our way to the Pfister Hotel. I could cry. And then today, we would not be taking that same walk <laughs> if it's like 56 degrees colder or whatever the heck they said. So crazy.
1: It is It is strange. We get all the seasons in one day, and that's <laughs> right. why we stay here. That's why we don't move to Florida with other people who get to say, ah, you know what, sunny and nice out today, I got nothing new.
0: So if you're a fan of the winter weather, enjoy for the one day that's going to stick around, because it could be in the 50s and 60s by Friday and Saturday. So that's Wisconsin in a nutshell. All right, we are going to talk about a very relevant, topical, important case. And it's not, This is these are cases we've heard about before, we've talked about them before, and it's always sensitive when it's a missing child. This one is Two Rivers, I think it's Man- is that Manitowoc County, I believe so. Elijah Vu, three-year-old child, missing.
1: It is, it is a mystery. And while there may be many people who are looking at this case, they're looking at the arrest of the mother, the mother's boyfriend, saying what you know. What are the circumstances here? Uh, I mean, they're charged with uh, you know child neglect and obstruction. Uh, so, so they're not, are they not talking? You know what? As far as I know, because I've got to believe that if if they were, we might have found we might have found Elijah. However. You know, this uh, one of the things that I've learned, Steve, and this is way back in 2006 when I was communications director at the Milwaukee Police Department. We had two missing boys, uh, Purvis Parker and Quadravian Henning. A lot of people remember the case because it was two uh, 11 and 12 year old African-American boys who just seemingly vanished into thin air and they were missing for 27 days. And I had to get up at the podium and brief the media twice a day, every day. And it also got national media attention because it was around the same time that there was criticism. And this isn't something I came up with. This is something that the uh, national news media told me, that the national news media were getting hammered for always covering missing white girls. You know, they were covering, right. uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth Smart. They were covering, um, you know, white uh, um, um Aruba, help me, Natalie Holloway. They were covering those cases. Even
0: Madeline McCain, who was disappeared in um, Portugal.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So they're all convening, you know, all converging on Milwaukee because they're showing that they are covering this case. And it was it was crazy. I learned a lot of lessons, but you know what was interesting, Steve? I pulled out the news release. I, I brought it with me. Uh that so that's I- all the way back to two thousand six. Two thousand six. Wow. When these boys were missing and When I look at my release, it looks almost exactly like the chief's news conference yesterday up in Manitowoc. Uh, Chief um, uh, Ben Miner, great chief, very emotional. I mean, if you watch the news conference, he's very he's very invested in this. This is a small community and this is what people do. And I I understand their frustration because. Unless somebody is saying something, you know. So there, there are a number of of you know options, right? There, there could they may find this this poor little boy's you know body, right? That could be a, that could be one thing. The second thing is that uh, they solve it because somebody talks. Maybe the fifteen thousand dollar reward being offered by the FBI is going to be enough to convince somebody to say. All right, you know, convince a, maybe a family member, convince someone to say, "All right, I'm I'm talking," uh, and I, you know, so I, I, I would love for it to be like the poly, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, class case. I would love for that to happen, but I, uh, this is a three year old boy. It's that's very, very different.
0: Is it a good thing or a bad thing that the press release mimics something that was done almost twenty years ago?
1: That's interesting. Um, we're talking about. What, uh, you know, how many years ago for, for that, uh, 2006. So we're talking about 18 years years ago. I, I, I think that it shows that we're, we're, we're we're relying. We we have to because we have what we have. We're relying on the same technology. I looked here. We I mean, when we were looking for those boys, we were using fixed wing aircraft. We used you know aircraft with FLIR, the the infrared uh, uh, search device. We had dogs. We had people on ATVs. We had people would show up from everywhere with you know whatever you know dog, and they would say, "Can we help search?" And initially, initially when people started, because people will self-dispatch to these searches and say, I just want to look. And I remember initially it was just like, okay, what?" I, and I said, well, what, you know, uh, there was somebody who told them, no, 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 thanks, we've got this, we've got a grid search, we've got whatever, and that's, that's not what we do. What we say is anybody who can look for this little boy should be out there looking, and I don't care if you've got your 100-year-old bloodhound. Who is, you know, practically not, you know, not walking himself? But yeah, if you want to go out and look for this little boy, look for this little boy.
0: Especially with the weather, this weekend's supposed uh. to be fantastic. So I think, given that reality, if you can assist, and you know, the famous term is, if you see something, say something. If you see something out of the uh, out of the ordinary, something unusual, you certainly want to want to give them a heads up. I mean, they don't need to be bombarded with all these, you know, because I've been. Thanks. To you, you've been watching way too much true crime. One of the things they, when they put out a hotline, uh-huh. at, you know, there's a, you know, a million calls that are all, you know, ma- mainly nonsense. They don't need that right now. But they, if there's something that just seems really out of the ordinary, yeah. that's the
1: time you should be re- contacting the authorities. So nobody wants to be the person that took a call on that tip line from somebody who gets labeled. Ah, you know what? Ah, that Sounds weird. Because what they are doing, and, and at least I know this for sure, up in up in Manitowoc County, they are following up on every single tip. We had hundreds of tips back in two thousand six when these boys were missing, hundreds of tips that we followed up on, and as it turned out, we we found them uh, drowned in McGovern Park Lagoon. Probably died the day that they went missing because they drowned.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's one of the, uh, the realities of cases like this. We're going to continue the conversation, Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communications experts, after this on WTMJ.
1: This girl is on fire.
0: That can only mean one thing. Annie Schwartz is in studio here at WTMJ at the Avenue in our public safety hour that we do every week in the Political Power Hour. Annie, so this case, Elijah Vu, missing child up in Manitowoc County. Uh, so a couple things. From your professional perspective as a law enforcement communications expert, are they, are the law enforcement agencies doing the right thing? Are they missing anything? Does it seem like they're communicating what needs to be said?
1: Well, I don't want to turn into the guy that analyzes what another police department <laughs> right. is doing because I hated those guys when I worked in the police department. But I will tell you that just from my chair, from where I sit, they did, they did everything that they possibly could. They're not going to get out, Stephen. They're not going to say, we have a suspect or we think this is happening because you can't. I think about back when when Purvis and Quadravian were missing in 2006 and we were looking at we looked at everything looked at criminal records of family members and the media did too. The media got out and said, hey you know there's a criminal record that this you know that the, this person has or this person has sure but it doesn't mean that they killed the ch- the children and that was that was some scary times because as much as you'd like to get out there and say here's what we think, unless you know, you have to do exactly what the chief did in Manitowoc County yesterday, or in Two Rivers, which is to get out and to say, here is everything we're doing, because that's going to be the number one criticism. What are you doing? They did the Amber Alert, even though this case didn't qualify. Right. It really did not. It did not qualify for an Amber Alert, nor did the case of the two boys that went missing back in 2006, and I had to get up every day uh, at the podium and at a live news conference twice a day and explain to the media why it didn't fit the criteria for an amber alert. And, and I know that the, and this is becoming, these waters are becoming very muddy when we talk about that because, for example, we now have, uh, uh, Prince's Law that they're, that we're looking at. Um, I'm a little out of the loop, so I don't know if that, uh, if that, uh, if the governor signed that one yet, but, you know, this is, we're, we're continuing, the kind of muddy the waters when we have when we have missing children. I think that the Amber Alert criteria exists for a reason because it is all hands on deck, SOS. Everybody, here's what we're looking for.
0: It's interesting to me that we are we are holding these two. We we being Manitowoc County, they're holding these two individuals, the parents, well, one parent, one one parent, partner. one boyfriend, yeah. and the
1: and apparently the the father uh, is incarcerated somewhere else. Right.
0: So, correct me if I'm wrong neglect, obstruction,
1: mm-hmm. how long
0: can they, if you know, how long can they hold them on those two?
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not the, the lawyer. If I was, I'd, I'd be sitting in a law office billing a tremendous amount of money right now instead of sitting here with you, right? Yeah, because
0: ba- they're basing it on the fact what they've seen when they've gone and mm-hmm. you know, interviewed these folks, maybe at their residences, wherever, because I'm sure they've investigated all of those sites. Mm-hmm. And then they said something's not right here and then there was some testimony about how they treated the child that probably plays into those charges as well. So
1: in the affidavit uh, they have uh, for the charges uh, there was a description and I think it was according to the mother that uh, you know and you have to be careful in this case is you you really only can share what has been made public. Conversations that you know that I've had with investigators or or that you know uh, we think this is going on I, I, t- I trust a cop's hunch more than I trust almost anything else, but you can't go out to the public with that uh, unless you unless you want to see the inside of a, of a courtroom for a really long time. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, too. And, again, been watching way too much true crime again. I'm thanks. so sorry about yes, that, Steve. It really. is addictive. I watch none of it. I watch The Real Housewives of Everywhere and because it makes my brain feel better.
0: Mm, that would be the opposite of me. <laughs> but, um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. something like 80% of these Missing children cases come back to the parents. It's something like that. Is someone known to them?
1: Yes. Uh, is uh, and that that's typically what happens. But what we have to do in law enforcement is we always have to think about that twenty percent. We were, you know, we were looking at everybody because back again when we were missing Purvis and, and Quadravian, we had an eleven-year-old and a twelve-year-old boy who were pretty strong kids and and there was you know people were had all kinds of theories out there maybe they were abducted by a you know by a drug dealer somebody owed somebody you know money well drug dealers don't abduct an 11 and 12 year old boy two of them they just they don't and they both went missing without a trace i mean there was there was nothing i mean uh, so i'm i'm looking at at this case up there and i'm i just i all they can do all they can do right now is to say if you have any information, if you know something, call that tip line. If you, uh, and, and so if you say, see something, say something, tell people what the something is that they should look right. for. And so if they know anything about maybe interactions between, uh, you know, the, 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 the boyfriend, the mother, the, you know, whoever and this child, if you, that can be hard for a family member. Will $15,000 reward from the FBI incentivize someone to talk? Perhaps. But you until until they find that child, y- you have to continue to ask people to look. You have to continue to ask people to hand out folders to share a picture. Picture breaks my heart every time I see that, oh, right. that beautiful boy um, and uh, and you have to ask people to share the tip line. and that I think that that from again, from the communications piece. They are doing everything they can. They brought in, you know, the FBI has the CART team, the Child Abduction Response Team. Um, NECMEC is involved, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. When these boys were missing back in 2006, we brought in both those agencies, and they bring tremendous resources to the table, tremendous resources. NECMEC comes in, and these are people, mostly with that organization, who have maybe they have lost a child themselves or had a child abducted uh, or, or killed, and they just open up the checkbook. Do you need us to go to Kinko's to get, you know, to get flyers? I mean, that was, I remembered we needed that done. And I, I said, well, maybe I can find a police aide, somebody who can go to the, like, no, no, we got this. We do this and we can help. So I just,
0: I just saw an interview with the, with the head of that agency and, mm-hmm. and, he, and he correctly said, these are horrible situations. But in, in some cases, we find the kid often not right away, but later. Now, that's not the majority, but there is hope out there that this child could still be found alive. Now, it, it probably diminishes each day because a three-year-old's chances out there on its own, whatever the environment that child is in, is is not healthy for that child.
1: You could never give up hope. No. That is the message that that, that communicators put out, and that's the message that this police chief put out yesterday. You can never give up hope. And I think that, you know, and I always hear a media, there's always one reporter, God love him, always one reporter who says, do you think he's dead? And I've, I heard it yesterday. I heard it back in 2006. And you you can't shout back, which is what you want to do. You you just have to say, we are keeping every hope alive that we are going to find them.
0: Annie Schwartz, our guest, as she is every Wednesday on the public safety portion of the Political Power Hour. We'll take a quick break. have got the bottom of the hour news coming up. Join us in the conversation on the talk and text line, eight five five You're listening to Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Annie Swartz, my guest this hour on the Wednesday edition of Political Power Hour. We, we always focus on public safety because it's important. It's a big cog in the wheel of making things work right in our states and in our country. Um, real quick, before we get to the bottom of the hour news, um, I wanted to ask you this. So much of news gathering, we were talking about the the conduct of the journalists, somebody asking the, you know, are they dead question, which probably not helpful. Um
1: it's what they do? Yeah, they I, I do. know, I know,
0: and I and I I don't want to beat up the media because I'm sort of a member of the media now. Um, but I the, the sense of urgency that everyone has to know everything the first day. Mm-hmm. That's not how the world works. There, there are time. These things need leads need to be developed. Investigations need to to play out, even for missing kids
1: in law enforcement. Steve, we share information as it, it, it in any way that assists the case. All right. So if there's something that law enforcement is not sharing. It's because sharing it publicly will not help their case. So they're sharing, I th- again, from my chair without any insight knowledge. Give me on what
0: they're doing because I've heard good things about what they're doing up there.
1: Well, so whenever I, I teach crisis communications to, to law enforcement, I always talk about the critical three. The first thing is you tell people what do you know, and what do you know is just the facts. The other thing is you tell them what you're doing. Tell everybody what you're doing. We've got fixed wing aircraft. We have ATVs. We're using boats. We're using, you know, everything. We're in the landfill. Everything that they can possibly think of. But the third thing is, what can you do? Here's the, here's the, here's the tip line. Here's the picture. Uh, so from, from my chair, Manitowoc County and, and Two Rivers are doing everything they possibly can. And again, this is without any inside knowledge of the, of the case because you have to be so careful. About these cases and making assumptions and sharing those assumptions publicly.
0: I think that's that says exactly what uh, what I see watching this story unfold. Uh, after the break, why are the SROs in the, in the Milwaukee Public School District MIA? I think that is political, and we're going to talk about the importance of that program and a lot more with the uh, the reasons why we do things. And in this case, it's a law that's not being followed. <laughs> Political Power Hour on this Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for finding us over the air online, the stream. It's all there for you. I'm only here an hour, but we rock this hour. Thanks to uh, Producer Charlie for playing some Van Halen there. Love that. That's rock and roll, Annie Schwartz. And
1: from our era, for Absolutely. goodness sakes.
0: Give me some Van Halen. I'm going to be in a good mood. Absolutely. Yeah. But
1: the real Van Halen. Yeah, not the... Not the Sammy Hagar Van yeah, Halen. No. I want the original.
0: Although Van. some people like that. I don't, but, you know... Some people like, um, I'm trying to think of something. Shag
1: carpeting? Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A nightmare for law enforcement, shag carpeting, because there's just so many fibers and stuff in there. It's crazy.
1: Except if you watch the TV shows, <laughs> they're finding the single hair in an eight inches of shag carpeting. I always laugh when I see that because we know that juries look at that stuff, right. and they're like, why Why couldn't you find the single hair? And, the, you know, it's... Oh,
0: and, and again, I, I made this point earlier. You have now gotten me addicted on true crime shows.
1: I didn't mean to. I don't watch them, Steve. I know, I but
0: you've them. talked about them, and yes. then my friend Carol Kane also is addicted. Oh, to Oh, don't it. I know it? Oh my, my good! I, I have seen literally probably forty hours of true crime shows in the last two weeks. It's I gotta, you. I don't know. Well, it's, you know, the weather wasn't perfect, so um, that's going to change. Look yeah, at there's yeah, okay.
1: cooking shows. There's like Stanley eh, Tucci is going to Italy. I, I mean, just want to eat
0: when I see cooking shows. And uh. I love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> all right. This story drives me nuts. Yeah. As part of legislation passed last year, 2023, Waukee School District is required to have SROs. Now, the number used to, when they first were talking about this, it was in the like the 60s or 70s. I think they knocked it down to like two dozen or something like that, maybe 29. And to this date, correct me if I'm wrong, and you always do that, there are still no SROs in Milwaukee School District. So what, are, what is going on here?
1: As required by law. Yes. It's now required by law. Uh, the, the deadline has come and gone. Uh, I don't, you know, again, I don't have the inside story on this. I'm just, as, as long as we have violent crime that continues to increase, involving our young people both as perpetrators and victims, How are we not doing this? How are we not using what could be the greatest intel source that we have available, which is to have officers in our schools? Um, you know, there are any number of reasons we have that we don't want to emulate Chicago. Look what's happening in there in Chicago right now. Their school board wants to remove police from all schools starting next year. So, you know, that'll, I'm sure that'll improve whatever they think is wrong. And if the, if, if people think the idea, it's, it's not either or. It, it's not either we put officers out on patrol or we put them on schools. in schools. It's not an either-or. The, the intelligence information that police are gathering in those schools is as important as what is happening uh, when, when officers are, are out on patrol or are gathering intel in the neighborhoods. Even beyond law enforcement, a little discipline goes a long way.
0: And we are seeing chaos in schools. Mainly high schools, but not exclusively.
1: Middle schools as well. They're getting and, younger, Steve. I mean, yes. look at look at the offenders and look at the, the, the victims. The offenders mostly is what shocks me. Look how young those kids are. These kids are in grade school. Anybody think these kids who are stealing cars, reckless driving in the
0: city of Milwaukee, they would be doing that if they were in schools and had to be in schools? Now, you, I know people are going to text me and say, the parents aren't sending them to schools. You have to go to the parents. I understand this is a bigger problem. But we're contributing to the problem by by, by not doing the, the, the minimum to at least install some discipline and, and shame on Chicago school districts for following the lead of maybe Milwaukee here, which has been demonstrated clearly by the point you just made with the age of some of these offenders who are like 14, 15.
1: Oh, younger. 12. yeah. Younger. What I are mean, we doing here? And, and, you know, Steve, it's the political power hour. Right. Mm-hmm. So but this isn't a left or right issue. If you ask teachers, ask a teacher directly, not the union, not the administration, ask the teachers, the teachers will tell you they want SROs in the school. I, my brother
0: teaches in MPS. He tells me this all the time.
1: And if you, you know, you were so you were talking about the car thefts and you were saying these kids should be in school. I'm saying that certainly is an ideal, but I look at it as... Eventually, when these kids come back to school or if these kids who steal these cars know other people, there's going to be conversation about this. These kids are going to talk about this. If you have an officer in the schools and they build relationships, are they going to get a kid who heard another kid talking about uh, talking about this? So, you know, that's what I mean when I say they're a source of, of intel. Um, you know, it's. It, how often are these, are the, the school administrators actually out in the halls with the kids? I don't know the answer to that. I'm throwing it out there. Uh, I, I, I don't have, I don't have kids and I don't have kids in the school system. So I, I feel like I'm not necessarily, you know, qualified to talk about what is happening in our schools, but I know what's happening in our streets.
0: Here's what I'm asking the Wisconsin state legislatures, you put this piece in that legislation. Let's see some enforcement from you on this. I know you've you've decided to take the rest of the year off for campaigning, right? But this is an important thing in our community. And if you have chaos at home, which is certainly the reality for a lot, a lot of households in Milwaukee, and chaos in the school system, why wouldn't you expect some of these young people to in, be involved in chaos in our community? It's a natural progression. No rules, no rules, no rules. They're not going to follow anything. And if we don't... Interrupt that flow, or stop it at some point, or to your point, at least get some intel on it. How are we going to improve things in this community? And and the mayor of Milwaukee, I know I've talked to him about this issue. He has said they're working on a, a plan. To, look, how long does the plan take? If the plan takes longer than the current legislature
1: is going to be going to be in office, then the plan ain't working, my friend. You know, Steve, the kids that are violent uh, aren't aren't going to be in school. Anyway, I right? get it, uh, you know, so I, I'm looking, I think we're, we're looking at more again. I'm talking from outside the building, but I would love to hear from our our, our our audience. Right.
0: eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you have a thought,
1: I would like to hear from them because don't we think that the administrators maybe need to be in schools a little bit more? Don't they need to be more visible? Shouldn't they be building relationships, you know, with these kids? Now, I don't I, I, I'm sure I sound like, you know. Karen with the minivan and I'm not trying to. Uh but but I think that we have to there there are the way that things the there's the way we wish things are and there's the way things are. And the way we wish things are is that we would have some kind of a truancy program and you know and, and then we pick up the kids who aren't in school. But the way things are is we need our we need SROs in the schools to build relationships with these kids and to gather intel when they're in the schools, as well as just being a almost a quick reaction force Absolutely. when something happens. When
0: things like that are happening in our schools as we speak, as as we live, they're on the scene right away. Is that perfect? No, nothing's perfect but at least you have some opportunity to intervene or to, as you said, gain intel on something that's more serious happening outside of the school with these same children or, in the worst-case scenario, to one of these children by one of these knuckleheads who are out there doing the crazy things they do. Join us, 855-616-1620. we we'll probably just read text, but uh, we want to hear what you have to say. MPS is required by state law to put these SROs in their schools. 20-some, I think, is the number. I'll, I can look it up during the break. They're not doing that. We've been told by the mayor of Milwaukee, this is going to happen. We're working on a plan. At some point, i got to say to the MPS and their administrators, what are you doing here? Quick break. Political Power Hour on WTM. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy return to winter. Annie Schwartz in studio, in place, as she is most Wednesdays. Great text. Uh, you can text us at 855-616-1620. It's a retired 911 dispatcher. Mm. When an SRO was sick or gone for a few days, guess what? The school staff was calling in complaints, taking up not only dispatcher time but taking away officers from other calls on normal patrol. That's happening, right? The MPS still, MPD rather, still makes calls. The MPS. There's a lag time. They have to get there, and they're. Oh, by the way, they're really busy. If you have assigned officers in the schools, they're already there. Annie Schwartz, this is maddening to me, and. I can't see this any other way than somebody's stonewalling at MPS. That's, to me, that's what it is.
1: And I don't have the inside information on who's not doing what. I mean, I you know, I've I've heard the the comments from MPD that you know we're working on a solution. Um, you know, I, I honestly think that you know that that he, uh, Mayor Johnson is a genuinely good human being, right? He's a genuinely good, and I believe he genuinely wants to see the future of our kids not doomed. having crime in the schools as well as outside of the schools uh but you know what this is this is unpopular this idea of putting police in schools is unpopular because i think we're still feeling the effects of george floyd i do i think we're still uh, even though the defund the police movement i think has come you know has come full or has come 180 degrees now or full circle whichever that's a math thing, Steve. I got to stop saying stuff <laughs> like math that. Math is not your strength. Math is not my strength. Uh, but I think that you know, people are still questioning the the rationale for having officers in certain places, and I, I think they're they're seeing it as a show of force as opposed to a real tool where we can have those relationships between. Uh, some youth in our community and the officers. What you can't
0: say, I can't say. It makes life in school more dangerous. It increases the likelihood that you'll you'll have problems, real long-term problems with kids who don't understand the importance of discipline. Look, I've advocated for a boot camp. If you've got kids stealing cars constantly over and over again, some of these kids 20 times, I'm sorry, you're going to a boot camp, and you're not going to like it, I don't care. We're going to teach you a skill. We'll give you some skills you can use to actually get a real job. You're not going to like it. That's discipline. And I know that's hard for some people to understand, but that's what's going to have to happen here. One more text. Annie, why don't the administrators and the teachers union want to protect the teachers who say they want SROs in school? Right? I mean, that's that. Teachers need to be protected as well. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. One more segment with Annie Schwartz for the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in to Political Power Hour on WTMJ. It does go fast, doesn't it? But you can always find me on the podcast. Just text the word RNC. RNC. You can find our awesome Decision Wisconsin podcast. A brand new one dropped this morning with my friend, my friend, Miguel Marquez from CNN. He travels the country covering politics and a whole lot more. And, um, we had a blast and it just dropped this morning. So check it out there or wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, just search Decision Wisconsin or my name. Uh, real quick text and we're going to get to uh, a way that you can help. Um, a lot of people on the text line pointing to the, the background with African-Americans and members of the law enforcement community, historic, you know, that conflict, right? I understand the history here, but these SROs are trying to help. They're not there to hurt kids. They're not there to do anything that's nefarious. They're there to help the kids. That's the difference. Understand history, but at some point, reality needs needs to meet the road here, and that is not happening and uh, and to MPS, you're getting a lot of benefit of the doubt here. At some point, that runs out. Figure it out. Get them in school. And if you don't do that, state legislature, you need to act. All right. A good way to help, and I love this this cause.
1: Oh, this is, I wish. Uh, so I look forward to the day when we don't have to do these anymore. But. You know, it's, it's, it is a sad reality in law enforcement right now that the job is not getting less violent for those men and women that, that protect us. Uh, so you're gonna hear in the next, the next few months, uh, there are going to be a number of fundraisers you'll hear about that are being held by police officers from District 4, uh, who they're trying to get, uh, they're trying to raise money to be able to go to Washington, D.C., where Peter Jerving's name is going to be put on the wall of honor out there. Uh, he was killed, shot and killed on uh, February 7th of last year, uh, in the line of duty. Young kid, uh, although I say that for everybody, they're, 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 but just so young. Uh, and someone who so desperately wanted to be a police officer, and uh, th- these these things are not free. So when he is honored at the National Law Enforcement Memorial, we want to make sure that his coworkers, his friends, his family can get out there to be able to be part of it. It costs so,
0: money, Annie. It, it, it costs it, money. You got flights, you got hotel, you have all, all the other uh, expenses that you incur. Mm-hmm. And it's great to have that support for someone who deserves that honor.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I'm just waiting for it to pull up here, but you can go to, um, uh, let me see what the the website is called. And I'm
0: asking you to help. This is something that you you can do. Everyone asks me,
1: what can I do? This is something that's important. This is important because we and I, I think sometimes people don't understand what we mean when we talk about the thin blue line or when we talk about the blue family or we talk about all those kinds of things. Uh, we honor, and we when we say we never forget, this is what that means. So... If people are able to, they can go to fallen dot com. Give you the website so we can put it up uh, on uh, on yes on the I'll TM put it on Day my site. social
0: media platform and TMJ. So it's, it's one wonderful. more time. One more time.
1: Milwaukee Fallen Heroes Inc. So the the .com. name is
0: Milwaukee Fallen F A L L E N Heroes Heroes H E R O E S I N
1: C com. All right, and uh, I've got the uh, I've got the link. You just go to that site. Uh, milwaukee fallen heroes inc.com and you go under campaigns and you can donate to police week right there please do and i'm please asking
0: do. you to do that as well and if you if you'd like uh, shoot me an
1: uh, an email to steve that's at wtmj.com and i'll i'll give you some love down the line